What's up, everybody? Uh, I'd like to welcome you to the full Three Points Podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Garrett. And uh, we'll be bringing you news uh, and stories across the English Premier League uh, majority, uh, but we'll also cover the Champions League, Europa League, MLS, and uh, a little bit of the a little bit of each of the top four leagues across Europe. Um, to start today, uh, we're going to kick it off with knock knock. Who's there? This one's one of our favorite segments. Uh, it's all talking about transfers, kind of what the transfer rumors are this week. Um, what we think, who's going where, that kind of thing. And we're going to see who's knocking on a new contract with a different team. Uh, I think we'll start out with our favorite one so far. Uh, you and I are both Manchester United fans, diehard. Uh, so I think, you know... Blood glory, Man United. <laughs> we're, de- we're definitely going to be a little bit slanted towards anything Manchester United in this podcast, I'd say. Bruno! Bruno! Oh, man, that's going to blow out some eardrums. But, uh, yeah, I think I think uh, we'll, we'll probably bring you mostly uh, Manchester United stuff, but I think um, definitely know we're going to be slanted that way. But uh, it's also because they're the best team in the world, so it's hard to not, right? So we'll start with Jaden Sancho. Uh, listed on transfer marks as uh, valued at $129 million. It's rumored Borussia Dortmund is asking for $120 million from United. What do you think is going to happen? Where is he going to be playing next year? What's your thoughts? Well, I think that from what I've read, uh, that you know, it's not about the terms. Sancho and United have agreed on terms, and it's really just about the transfer fee. So, you know, United's point in a COVID-depressed market is that the valuation on Dortmund's side is too much, and yeah. it's most likely to be like a initial fee of about sixty, seventy million. Then, yeah. you know, perhaps incentives and you know boosts for Dortmund based on performance, but. I'm 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 really not sure at this point. Yeah, and Fabrizio Romano just this morning uh, posted something again that said, "Hey, talks are still happening. They're still very serious. Both sides are confident that something's going to get reached." Um, but basically, it's what are the add-ons? You know, what how 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 soon are the the payments and what size payments are they going to be? Personally, would you say 120 million as a United fan? Do you take him for 120 million, or do you say, "Man, eh, there's better options"? Because it's rumored that. The backup option is Watford Sar, who's who's valued at 27 million. So they just got dropped. Could be a good deal. Or Barca's Usman Dembele. I know your take on Dembele, Mr. Glass. Oh man, I know your take on Dembele, but at 61 million dollars, which is a huge, you know, dramatic drop from what he was bought for for them, would you do it? What, would you, what what's your take? If you're you are the Glazers, go. I'm thinking just if if you're gonna give me Sancho, Sar, or yep. Dembele, yep. I'm taking Sancho all day. I mean, he's 20 he's english and you know the the performances that he's put on in the dortmund jersey are just yeah. far and beyond what we've seen from dimbele and sar although a good value buy i think we're going into the season with we really need a little bit more firepower there on the front line um to complement you know what the rashford martial and greenwood really have delivered for us this season yeah i'd agree with that i mean I really like Sancho. I think my biggest problem with him is for so much money, he's got to add so much value. Um, and you know, some of the games I watched for him from of him this year with uh, Borussia Dortmund, 
I don't know, man. Sometimes he he, he looks kind of lazy to me, if, if I can say that, right? I'm not. I mean, I'm by, I'm by no means on the field. You know, the the, <laughs> oh, the, the know. beacon, the beacon of fitness bursts <laughs> bursts when the ball comes your way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like he, you know, he's not somebody who necessarily works his way back like we like we like. And um, I mean, I'd be interested to see what happens. I think with AWB behind him playing on the right flank, I think that's a, could be a good fit for us. Um, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sad about Dembele. I think Sar, you know, great. He's a he's a he's a Danny James, right? Like you bring him on uh, in the seventieth, but he can't he can't be someone that we're gonna be hoping for to, to take us to the to the Liverpool and Man City level, which oh, kills me to say. Now, yeah. now, Garrett, what I'm saying that we'll revisit in the you know at the okay. in the last three points of the episode is the if Sancho, then who Greenwood. Rashford oh, or Martial, yeah. so we'll have to. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll probably have to uh, revisit that yeah. in the last three points. But yeah. I do think that there's a bunch of other really interesting news out there. First, that's <laughs> sticking with United, Inter circling for Chris Smalling. So, you know, loan wasn't renewed at Roma, rumored to be coming yeah. back. I was actually kind of excited about yeah. fortifying. Our back line with Smalling after the season he's had at Roma. Yeah, I you know um, my my biggest thing with him is that he was so let down, and he even publicly posted that he was let down that his uh, loan didn't get uh, carried on right with Roma for the Europa League. That I wonder how much ill will is there with the United family. Uh, I you know I'd love to see him uh, lined up with Harry Maguire. Honestly, I think if anything, you know, I know we're going to get into the Manchester United uh, Europa match against Copenhagen. But I think if anything, you know, as much as I love Eric Bailly, he showed that he is a disaster out there and an extreme liability. That you know, I think having that battle with Smalling, Lindelof, and Maguire, really Smalling and Lindelof, would be amazing to see. Great for Lindelof, who showed really to come on and, and be a, a true leader. Um, I'd be happy to see him go, but I think we got to pick up somebody. Uh, I, I know I wanted to talk about Kaladu Kalabali uh, at some point here, so I think it's you know get one and not the other type of scenario. But what about what know. about Inter United next season though? Smalling, Ashley Young, Lukaku, yeah. Sanchez, Lukaku scoring thirty-one goals in all competition this yeah. season for Inter. Uh, I, I, I I'd love to see it. I do agree, though, that I, I truly believe that we need to fortify the back line in some way, shape, or fashion. I think Koulibaly would be fantastic. I just think that, you know, if we're going to potentially be spending $120 million on Sancho, I just I, I, I can't see those two signings happening in the same yeah. window. So I think that we'd have to maybe go somewhere more on the value side uh, yeah. if that's the route that we choose. Well, you know, what's going to be tough is Harry Maguire played the most minutes of any of the top four leagues this year. Uh, and so, you know, he's playing over 5,000 minutes for Manchester United this year. I think we're not going to get that out of him year in and year out. Eventually, that's going to catch up to him. Um, and so, I, I think we we got to bring in a Smalling, you know, back back home, right? Um, or you got to bring in a Kalabali. I, I think you have to, right? And that's where I go back to: Do we spend less and not get Sancho and find another option out there? You know, I've always been a fan of the Douglas Costa, and this isn't a transfer rumor at this point. This is a Garrett rumor, but uh, I, you know, I've been a big fan of the Douglas Costa signing. But I, I think. You got to bring somebody in. You can't just. We can't go into the next season thinking that just Harry Maguire playing five thousand minutes and Lindelof switching out with Bay is going to get us uh, to where we need to be. Um, Kalabali listed at sixty-one million on transfer market. So, you know, for sixty million, to me, it's a steal. But I do know, you know, City uh, was looking at him as well. I know just today, Fabrizio tweeted out basically that they don't want to get in a bidding war, right? Said he doesn't want to get in a bidding war with us. So, 
Um, I could see it either way. Um, I'd love to see Smalling come back home, be happy, and, and, and play well for us, but uh, I'm not going to be heartbroken if he goes. Sell him. Sell him. Yeah? Sell him. Okay, okay, okay. Sell him. All right, here's the next, here's the next one for you. Uh, Mesut Ozil. So today, uh, Arsenal uh, has been, I guess you'd say, leaked that they said that they might pay out his remaining $18 million in contract uh, to avoid the $350,000 a week uh, salary that he takes up. Uh, he's currently rate. Uh, he's currently listed at 13 million on transfer mark, but we could get him for a free uh, if you know if he gets his contract bought out. Would you take him at United, or where do you think he lands? What, what's the best home for him? Absolutely not. I do not. <laughs> I, I, I do not want anything to do with Mesut Ozil. Just like you know, I, I, I hear people talking about Bale, and yes, Bale's got so much more left in the tank. But I mean, guys like these guys who are just you know not. Not not gonna play or just play games. Yeah. Uh, I, I honestly, if I were in their shoes, I would. I, I don't blame them for what they're doing. I mean, I'm under contract and I'm getting paid. Yeah. A, a ton of money, but these aren't the type of guys I want in my locker room. I, yeah. I, I think that I think that United has moved a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that Oli. Oh, <laughs> Oli's loosely got the wheel right now, you know. I, I can't have another oh, disruption. I can't have another Oli's disruption. Oli's at the wheel. Come on. Oh, boy. All right. Okay. Um, who else you got on your list over there? You want to uh, a couple quick hitters here. Peugeot de Roma on a free. Willian oh, to Arsenal on a free. Willian yeah. 32 and Arsenal agreeing on a three-year deal. Chelsea was only willing to give him two. So, yeah. Willian contracted 35 at Arsenal. Great. I think it all comes down to what are they paying him a week? You know, You're uh, so he was making one hundred and twenty thousand a week at uh, at Chelsea, and all I know is that it's less than that. So he did settle for less so that he could get another year on the deal. I mean, I think that's a pretty good. I think that's a pretty good steal for them. That, that's my personal take. I mean, listen, he still plays really well. Yes, he's older, and it's a bunch of years on the contract. But if they're going to pay out eighteen million dollars to get rid of Mesut Ozil, they can probably pay out three million to get rid of William if he's really struggling. There's so much more in that in that in their entire squad that they have to upgrade, though, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, 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 I, I, I get it, but you're talking about you got to get rid of your entire back line, like mm-hmm. Socrates. I'd say that. Yeah. Tierney showed some promise. People are circling for Maitland Niles, so he might be gone. Uh, yep. I, I think that there's just a lot more players that they need to probably yeah. probably focus on. But it's an improvement. It's an improvement nonetheless. Yeah. I, uh, um, I, I I do think that within the same camp that Pierre Mikrobamiang, it yep. seems like he might have resigned a new contract, which means that yep. Alexander Lacazette might be on his way out. There's just not yeah. enough space there on uh, Mikel Arteta's squad. So we'll see the Gooners. Yeah. Well, you know, t- typical Gooner fashion, though, you know who else they're linked with is Philip Coutinho. Oh. Yeah. Gosh. So for like $60 million, he could leave Barca for Arsenal. But today, apparently, they said, you know, he wants to play in the Champions League, so he's not interested in going there. And they might, might hold it up, right? Yikes. I mean, up until the FA Cup, they weren't even going to Europe. Yeah, so. yeah, but now they're playing on Thursdays. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Oh boy, man, it feels good to be able to say that again. Feels good to be able to say that again. <laughs> Woo! Hey, spe- speaking of Europa League, oh boy, yeah, wow, unconvincing performance this week. Yeah, uh, we, you know, as as they say, we picked yeah. up the full three points there. I uh, had mm-hmm. to go to extra time, and you yep. know, what was it like? Our 75th penalty kick of the season <laughs> like I, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah but whatever i mean bruno buries at home mm-hmm. as he always does and yep we head to the semifinals against sevilla 
What did you think of the game? Yeah, you know, I I didn't get a chance to watch because it was only on one station that I don't have. I did catch the super long extended highlights where it's basically 30 minutes of highlights, right? I'll give you my three takeaways that I picked up. One, uh, Martial, I think he is a man on a mission. I thought he looked outstanding in all the highlights. Obviously, it's highlights, right? They're not getting the lowlights, but um, he had a, a ton of opportunities some, some world-class saves from the Copenhagen keeper who's now going to be linked with everybody and their brother, hopefully Arsenal, if they get their head together, right? Yeah, we have too many keepers <laughs> right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought he looked fantastic. Um, he was all over the place, creating chances for himself, for others. I thought it was great. I think the second thing I picked up, uh, even in the highlights, is just there's just a noticeable gap between Baye and Lindelof in terms of quality. Um, you know, like I said before, I'm, I'm a huge Baye fan. I, I really am. I want him to do great. But one, he is the glass man also. And two, he's just, he's a liability man. He, he, I saw him make three or four different tackles in the box in those, in those highlights where it looked like at any minute, you know, he's going to take someone down for a PK, which is kind of his MO, right? Red cards and PK. So, uh, it, it does, get, it does show me that there's a noticeable gap between the two of them. And, and I do think that's where I go back to. We do need to pick somebody up, whether it's a Smalling or a Kalabali. Uh, the third thing. Bruno Fernandez. Listen, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that I am not a, a guy who gets on any of these players who come in for a bunch of money from a, a, a league like a, like a Portuguese league, right? I think it's unproven. I don't even think getting people from the Bundesliga is necessarily a good idea because I don't think the, you know, I don't think those leagues are up to snuff with what the Premier League or La Liga brings, right? Um, but man, is he looking like the real deal? Uh, you know, header off the crossbar, shot off the post, scores another PK multiple opportunities also brought out some worldly saves from the keeper i think you know those are kind of my three takeaways i thought we played very well but also really poorly at the same time um could have been four five nil also could have been four five to three so the pace on fernandez's penalty keeper guessed the right way and it was still past the fingertips this is the quality in which that guy just strikes the ball like Mm -hmm. you know both on the touch on on the pass and on the shot is fantastic no i i I I agree with you on by I want him to be better. It's just sometimes he just he yeah. he's just he just makes some schoolboy mistakes sometimes. Some irre irrehensible things. <laughs> what, yeah. What's wrong with me now? <laughs> like you yeah. mean did was he the guy what 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 did he do at the end of the was it in the FA Cup or in the Premier League when he handled the ball uh, back to the keeper or Oh he he jumped up and threw the shoulder out. Yeah. He yeah. chicken winged it. Yeah. What in Idiot. Yeah, yeah, no, I wanted to be better. I, I, I think that Greenwood, just Mason Greenwood, continues to impress and be mm-hmm. a threat. I mean, I, I just love the tenacity in that kid. Yeah. Um, well, well, that leads to kind of your, your hot take you mentioned earlier, which is, you know, you bring in a Sancho, who's getting dropped in that front three? Yeah, no, I, I think that... Uh, so we're talking, obviously, about Marcus Rashford, who's been playing on the left, Anthony Martial, who's been playing down the middle... And Mason Greenwood has been playing down the right. Danny James usually is coming in on the yep. right to spell him. Uh, <laughs> Lingard <laughs> making oh an God. appearance at the end of the season. But yeah, uh, I would personally go with the front three, and uh, it would be Rashford, Martial, and Sancho. Yeah, I think I, that I think that that's what I'd do. Yeah, and I, I'd agree with that. I think you know, kind of my my big takeaway, even even seeing the highlights from that game, was I do think there's a scenario where. Uh, you know, if Rashford doesn't figure out his life here pretty soon, I, I do think he could see himself get dropped in a situation where we pick up like a like a Sancho. Um, I, I think it's going to be it'd be a tough haul. I think you got to go out and maybe have a couple more poor performances if you're Rashford in the Prem. Um, I couldn't see it do, doing like a right away drop, but 
yeah, I mean, he's missing some chances. He had a, he had a sitter that he missed in that game. Uh, I, I do think that, you know, the the fans are starting to get on him, right? He's a great guy, a great person outside of the outside of the pitch. The but, Reddit trolls. Yeah, yeah. He, he, yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. But I'm a huge Rashford fan. You know, I you know I have his jersey, so I, I always Me want too. him to do well. He's a, he's a really good person. Um, but sometimes that's just not enough to, to play for Manchester United. So. I think I think that we need to give the kid a little bit of time. I mean, yep. these like you know, l- 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 if let's not forget. Marcus mm. Rashford was injured and wasn't straight up even wasn't training for four months. We weren't yeah. even supposed to have him back this season. Yeah. Um, he was already ruled out of even missing, potentially missing the Euros. COVID happened, got some time to recover, and we were mm-hmm. able to you know benefit from having Rashford at the end of the season when we shouldn't have even had him. So I'd I'd say we got to wait, we got to be a little bit more patient before we start to jump on him. I mean, remember how young the kid is, um, you know, and and he's still. Uh, you know, up there with representing, he he he's an England an England forward right now. Yeah. So yep. yeah, we yeah. You you sound like all the people who supported Lingard for so long and say, oh, he's just a young bloke, and he's actually thirty. So. Golly, <laughs> Lingard! I was one of those. I was I was I I was I, I was a fan, but yeah. I mean, the lack of this lack of output in the field, and then just the yeah. dude just the dude's got he just loses the ball every time he tries yeah. to dribble too. It's just frustrating to watch. Yeah. Well, next round, going into the semis, we've got Manchester United versus uh, Sevilla, and we've got Inter Milan versus Shakhtar Donetsk. Oh, Sevilla just brings yeah. back. That's what oh, a yeah. nightmare. What a nightmare. <laughs> that was the last time. <laughs> yep. If those of you remember that we were in the Champions League. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll go on now. Uh, I know we're going to talk about you know who, who we think is going to win that tournament, and, and really uh, a couple of the things going on today in our three points at the end here, but... I do want to get into Champions League quick. Um, so, first game uh, that I've got on the agenda, Atalanta versus PSG. What do you? What's your take on this? Who do you have winning? What are some of the key points you think are gonna are gonna bring that team to the victory? Yeah, I mean it's no mystery. Atalanta has taken Europe by storm this season. Yeah. Ninety-eight goals, seventeen best than the next best team in Syria, uh, who is Inter. Uh, yep. You know, you look at PSG, and this is. I mean, this is exactly what PSG has wanted. I mean, PSG, the path to a Champions League title in the single elimination format here to the for the rest of the tournament yep. plays to their advantage of three games away. Now, the Kylian Mbappe's fitness is still a huge question. You know, he suffered that crunching ankle tackle in the French Cup at the end of July. And it's a miracle that he's even started training this week. But, uh, yep. you know, I, I, I think that he'll, he'll get at least 20, if not maybe even start and play about 50 minutes. Uh, I'm I'm taking PSG on this in this one, man. I okay. mean, I I I I despite by the way, Angel Di Maria suspended yellow cards. Marco Ferrati out with an injury. Yep. you're still talking about Thiago Silva last year in a PSG jersey. Marquinhos, uh, Adrisa Gay anchoring the line. Mm-hmm. Acardi, Neymar, and don't forget Ander Herrera. Oh my still, boy, still love that guy. Oh, uh, he'll probably get the start with uh, with yep. with uh, Ferrati out. So I'm taking PSG in this one. What's what's the scoreline there? I'm taking three one PSG. I just three think one. I I, I think wow. that if Atlanta, if Atalanta score first, then game on. Yeah, but I just think PSG is going to get the job done. See, this is where I think this is might be my biggest upset. I think of the tournament so far. So I, I'm taking Atalanta over PSG. Here's my here's my take on this. Uh, they're they've been the surprise of the tournament the whole way, right? Uh, and they're going to continue to surprise. That's my take. Uh, PSG, they've been done since the start of COVID, really. They had some, you know, Coupe de France games, uh, a couple of, uh, you know, friendlies. But that's just not, that's not the same level in uh, day in and day out. 
Um, what I see is an Atalanta team who ground out a third place finish and what ended up being a really close Serie A campaign. You know, Juve is typically miles above everybody and that they missed out on first place by only five points. They went on a 19 game unbeaten streak to close out the season before losing to Inter on the final day. So to me, I think they're showing that they're the real deal. They're, they are not, you know, just some like dark horse team that came in and, and did really well. I think they're going to continue to surprise people. I've got Atalanta two to one. Um, I, you know, I might regret saying that next time we talk, but I, I do, I do like Atalanta in that game. Joseph Ilicic out for Atalanta as well. Just, just so you know. That's all right. That's okay. Just so you know. All right, okay. we're moving on. Moving on. All, all right. right. Uh, the next game: RB Leipzig versus Atletico. Yeah. Uh, how do you see this one playing out? Yeah. So I think the first thing that stands out, as you can imagine, is no Timo Werner uh, for Leipzig as he's Chelsky. yeah he's completed his move to Chelsea. Um, you know they finished third in the Bundesliga, sixteen points off the pace of Bayern, which you know kind of debatable whether that sixteen points in a normal league is really like three, right? And the, because the Bundesliga is not competitive at the end of the day, no, it just after, it just isn't. After Bayern in the season they had, which yeah. we're gonna we're, we're we're about to get to Bayern. That's the, yeah. obviously the matchup of the weekend. Yeah. Uh, I, I just I don't know. I think uh, I think they're unimpressive. If I'm, if I'm honest, uh, I think uh, there's only really two two other consistently solid teams, like we said, Bayern and, and uh, BVB in that league. So I just don't I don't see that you know week in and week out really getting um, some good competition. They also finished like what feels like forever ago with COVID, right? I mean, they finished what a month and a half ago. Um, so kind of the same thing as PSG, right? Where they're really getting some club friendlies, but that's that's really it, and losing their best player. Uh, I think Atletico. Um, you know, same position in the lead. They came in third, uh, similar points behind, you know, behind uh, Real Madrid, but arguably a much tougher league. Week in and week out, they're playing much better competition. Um, they also went on, like, kind of like Atalanta, they went on a 16 game unbeaten run to close out the year, and that included two wins over Liverpool. A Liverpool who was largely considered, you know, the best team in the world for a while there. So uh, I'm going to go Atletico 3 0 over Leipzig. I think you're going to see Leipzig limp out of this tournament, especially in, in, uh, in one leg. Atletico makes it ugly. I mean, like I, I think that they just have a. I mean, they, they have they have our boy Thomas Partey. By oh the way. man, dream uh, signing, dream signing. I know, I know, I know. But I, I, I think that Atletico obviously has the experience. Diego Simeone, like you yep. know, Mister Slickback himself, you know, looking smooth as hell on the sidelines. Oh yeah. Uh, for some reason, I'm, I'm, I'm going Leipzig on this one. I'm going one mm-hmm. 0 Leipzig, and it's really against all my better judgment. But I mean, if there's gonna I'm really only picking. This is the only underdog that I'm picking across all these games, just wow. to preview where I'm going in these next two. So, okay, the matchup uh, of the weekend: Bayern Munich yeah. versus Barcelona, Friday, two o'clock yeah. Central. The I game everybody wants to see. Already tell you that <laughs> I am blocking my work. You can't see the air quotes calendar yep, yep, on yep. Friday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, so, this is a huge one. I mean. Barcelona, they've been in the news. I mean, Messi has thrown shade at the squad. There's been mm-hmm. questions about Setien as a manager. And the season just hasn't been to their standards yet. Yep. Yet, in true Barcelona fashion, yes, they finished second in La Liga. However, they're they're in the quarterfinals of the Champions League and have an opportunity mm-hmm. to win it. season's not over yet. Um, yep. I, Bayern come into this, though, riding high. I mean, you know, as you already said, winning the Bundesliga by a country mile. Yeah. Uh, what's What's funny about Bayern is that we all forget they they sacked Nico Kovac in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Appointed, I think Ralph Hasenhutel, maybe that's his name. I might have screwed that up, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know either. Man. But uh, will 
they've just been outstanding this season and the odds on favorite actually i think the odds makers are taking uh you know a combination of Bayern and man city as the favorites for wow. so okay. um i'll wait i'll wait i'll wait before i share my prediction what's your okay. analysis of uh, okay. of the matchup you know i think it's really a, a tale of two players right you got lewandowski who is maybe on the best form of his life widely was considered the ballon d'or favorite um until it was canceled and then you've got Messi on the other side, who's probably the second best player to ever play, right behind Cristiano Ronaldo, of course. Yeah, uh, we're it's that, like I know that that's going to be controversial for all of you out there, but we are definitely both. Yeah, because we're Manchester United supporters. Yeah. and just in general, I mean, I, I think the body of work speaks for itself. We got our, we got to move on. We got to, we, we got to get back to the topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we know how gro- you know we know how great both of those teams are. Um, I, I think again the same question uh, that we said before with Leipzig is will that early end of the season in, impact uh, Bayern? You know they looked great against Chelsea um, earlier this month. So I don't know. It's going to be tough. I think on the other hand you've got Barca who really is going to have something to prove. Right? They missed out on La Liga. Uh, to Real Madrid, which is a big one for them. Uh, so I think they're going to come out with a, with a vengeance here to try to win. I do think, you know, kind of my hot take for the day is I think neither team can really defend each other. Uh, and I just think Bar- Barcelona is going to score uh, the most goals. You know, they they have the most goals against the top four. Uh, sorry. They have the most goals against uh, in the top four, is what I'm trying to say. They've been scored on the most. Um, and then Byron has given up 32 goals, which is which is not that bad, but it's really in a one-dimensional league, um, considered probably the weakest maybe behind the French league or in front of the French league. Um, so I would just say I think neither team is going to be able to defend each other. I see this game going 4-3 to three for Barca with just an all-out uh, goal brawl, goal okay. fest. Okay, well, we're both yeah. going goal fest. I mean, 53 goals in all competition this season. That's what Robin Lewandowski has yeah. put up. What? a season and you know i i am i i, I gotta give it up or i get to give it up i mean i think that alfonso davis is one of my favorite players to watch right now on canadian. the canadian exactly exactly david alaba if you remember the last time byron played barcelona Lionel messi put jerome boateng in a hole Oh yeah, the memes that went around the oh, internet. Yeah. I think Jermaine Boateng is going to try to give him a hard tackle, crunching tackle early on, and okay. we'll see how successful that plays out. But I just see Bayern here. I'm taking Bayern four two. Okay. I, I I also think it's going to be a goal fest. I think that particularly if ba- uh, Barcelona come out and score first, I think that Bayern's going to come after them pretty quickly. But I just don't see it being. Uh, I, I I just don't. See, I think Barcelona's yeah bad season continues. Yeah. So the next game. Uh, Man City versus Lyon. Lyon could be considered really lucky to be here after facing a great, you know, Juve. Right. Uh, what's your take on that one? Uh, well, first of all, the now Andrea Pirlo led yeah. Juventus. Wow. Yeah. But um, I, I, I honestly, I just don't think there's a lot to talk about in this one. Uh, Man City two, Lyon nil. Yeah. Um, Man City get it done. I do think though that Man City will probably there's there are limits to where Man City can go without Sergio Aguero. So yeah. um, I will yeah we'll, we'll we'll hit that here in the last three points. Yeah, I, and and you know I'm gonna agree with you. I, I went three nil for City. Um, it, the more I look at this, I, I try to make a, a case for Lyon, right? They, but they they finished seventh in a pretty terrible League One. Um, they really should be the only other team in in, in, in discussion with PSG, right? Um, they need a Champions League win to secure a spot next year in Europe, whether it's Europa or Champions League, right? 
Um, that's not going to happen. Uh, Man City, I would say, is probably the best team in the world right now. Um, they, they had some injury woes, which I think took them out of the primary, so I think it would be a different conversation. Um, but I, I just think at this point, you're, you're talking about a Man City team with no silverware currently. All their eggs are in this basket. Um, they're going to come out flying. Um, I think they're going to win the game 3-0 pretty easily. So, you want to go into That's Criminal, our next section here? Ooh. Yeah, this is a good one for you. That Criminal, this is where we're going to give you guys some stories, some sound bites, quotes, maybe just some unsavory uh, and unreasonable thoughts of kind of something that's happening right now in the footballing world. Uh, I think this this week we're going to talk about the MLS's back tournament. Uh, do you want to start? MLS's back tournament. Honestly, I was more interested in this thing than I thought, but it was probably just a product of how sports and just general <laughs> content starved I was yeah. leading into it. Yeah. Uh, you know, but honestly, I got to give it up for Don Garber and the MLS. I think that they've put on a pretty decent tournament to get to. You know, it, it, mm-hmm. it got off to a real rocky start with Nashville FC uh, and FC Dallas having the coronavirus. Sorry, see you later. Is there? Uh, yeah. You know, so. Started off a little bit rocky, but it's been entertaining. Um, I am a Minnesota United supporter. I believe yep. that you are oh, yeah. as well. Go Loons! Go Loons! Uh, so it was. It, it was. It was. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so it was. Uh, it, it was nice to see them go to the semifinals. I think it'll play well yep. for Adrian Heath and the boys' confidence. But no, I thought it was entertaining. I liked the way that they uh, had the cameras. So the cameras were all yep. strung differently. We got different access to the players. Definitely heard a lot more of the on-field language, which was yep. fantastic. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I was happy with it. Yeah, you know. I- this will show uh, throughout all of our episodes, but I'm just not a huge fan of the MLS in general. I, you know, I love rooting on the loons. I love going to the games. I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, I just think the level is a lot lower. I mean, there's a reason why someone like Nani comes into the league and shows his dominance, right? Every year, um, it, all these guys who are coming over from Europe are always performing, right? Thierry on, started with Thierry Henry and Beckham and those guys all the way through to Zlatan and and now uh, and now Nani. I think I think. The, the level is just really low compared to, to what see, we're watching. Love to see Nani out there just oh, like yeah. running circles around yep. these like MLS, these unsuspecting MLS defenders. <laughs> like old, old yeah. Nani still running just, circles. Just when they thought they were really good and at the peak performance level, they're like, oh, we're playing old Nani who's killing us right now. He, yeah, he, sure. he, he just laced one on yeah. Minnesota actually yeah. from the outside of the box. You'd love to see it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so at the end of the day, I think... Um, you know, if it's something that's like our preseason format each year for the MLS, okay, I can see that. That'd be cool. Um, I, you know, I really questioned how much the teams really cared. Obviously, they showed that they cared, but you know, if you watched like the Loon singing Wonderwall, they're kind of singing, they're having a good time, but that's not like winning the, you know, moving on to the next round of the actual MLS, you know, cup. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed. I'll give you some numbers though about that. I don't know if you've seen some of the viewership information, but I have not. Uh, the, the average viewers. Uh, during the the opener, so the first the first game that was played was 492,000 across all of the ESPN platforms. The average viewership for all of the games was 289,000 across uh, across all platforms, um, which is technically that's up nine percent for the league. So that's interesting. But they you know they were really battling no one for for viewership, right? Um, and then their largest viewership was not surprising: uh, Atlanta versus New York Red Bull. Atlanta always turns out for their games, so makes sense. But 639,000 for that game, not, it's still not a lot. Um, they had multiple games that started at 9 a.m. because they wanted to avoid the Orlando Heat. Uh, not, uh, I don't know if that's a great idea, but they averaged 175,000 viewers for those. So obviously, not a lot of people turning up. I'll give I'm you usually sh- taking daily stand-up at 9 a.m. Yeah, yeah. 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some context, right? So we're talking uh, 492,000 viewers. Let's let's say 289,000 viewers uh, across all games. That's up nine percent for them. For some context, uh, the average NFL game it has 16.5 million viewers. MLB has 2.4 million viewers. NBA 2.9 million viewers. Uh, NHL. NHL of all, uh, 5.3 million for prime okay, for primetime games. Okay, okay, 4 million of those are in Canada. That's, hey, hey, now they still count, eh? Uh, but, and then I guess the only thing you really compare it to maybe is the EPL game. So the EPL games at, at the, the 6 uh, the six a.m. in Central Time, uh, 8 a.m. Central Time, and the 10.30 Central Time uh, average about 460,000 viewers. So I guess you're kind of on par. You're about half of the amount of average viewers, um, but you're also thinking about games where they're starting at, you know, 6, 5 in the morning for, you know, West Coast 4 in the morning, right? So um, I think when you talk about that's criminal as, a, as, our, uh, as our topic here, I think it's pretty criminal that uh, they didn't have more viewers. You know, i not an MLS supporter, but they was, it was basically you could either watch the MLS or UFC. So it should have been more. That's harsh. That's so harsh. That's so harsh. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You, get, you, you can have that one. Okay. Harsh. All right. All right. MLS, I got your back. I, I just I don't know. I, you're not you're not fighting against anybody for viewers. So you got to do better than two hundred eighty nine thousand. It just shows where we're at, right? The, the state of soccer here in America is is not where it needs to be. I, I think though, as much as I hate Chelsea, um, our boy Pulisic playing really well is going to be good for us. It's really it's just, be it, good just for it just it just pains me. But I guess what I'm actually the most concerned about is the hamstring injury that he went off yeah. on, uh, during the FA Cup final. Come on, Christian, just rest up, get yeah. better. Hamstring injuries can be tricky, as we all know. Um, but yes, makes make brings the game back to the states, and I just love yep. to see Christian perform well in the you know the best league in the world. Yeah, um, on a a top four side, not top three, a top four side. Yeah, you think you think uh, he has more or less pressure than uh, Landon Donovan, Freddie Adu, all those guys, all those guys who really were big, uh, Clint Dempsey, right? That were big for America. Absolutely has more pressure. It's wow. called seventy million pounds worth of pressure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I think that the yeah. most that Clint Dempsey went for at one point was maybe 10 or 12 million in the yeah. transfer, um, uh, you know, when he was on Fulham. So, so no, the price tag is the bounty on, on, the, on the American's head and the American, the yep. kids, the kids answered the call. I think that the one, the, the one, one thing that I'm worried about with, uh, with, with, with Christian is just, this is the, the fitness and the health. Yep. I think that he's shown, some durability issues at times at Dortmund. It's shown itself, uh, I think, twice. Picked up a few knocks um, yep. during the Chelsea season. So I think that uh, you know, I think that if he can stay healthy, which you know, I Lampard, if he continues, I mean, a combination of the way that Lampard manages and Hakim Zayic, uh, mm-hmm. Kai Herberts, yep. uh, just the infusion of talent on that squad, Timo Werner, like yeah. um, he, he might get the appropriate, what I'm trying to say is that he might get the, appro- the appropriate amount of game time to still excel while still yeah. being managed back to fitness and to maintain fitness. Yeah, and, and that's including, you know, guys that they still got on that team that are not new, right? Like a Mason Mount, for example, who are going to give him Who's still going to, so. uh, who was yeah. in the running for, you know, PFA Young Player of the Season Award. Yep. Against Christian, who, you know, I, I don't know, maybe could win it. Uh, unsure, but... I think it's going to be hard to beat TAA off that. But. Which is just a technicality because yeah. the dude's 25. But, yeah. you know, what, yep. whatever, whatever. Yeah. So we'll do our, our uh, full three points here to end the day. Uh, we're going to do Champions League winner. you got to call the Champions League winner and maybe maybe who's going to be in the final. Uh, Europa League winner and who's going to be in the final. And then our uh, canceled Ballon d'Or, who you think should have won it if it were to have happened. 
uh, for this year. All right. So let's start with Champions League winner. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Bayern. If I think about Bayern's squad, uh, oh. I'm I'm I'm. I, I'm on, I, I'm a huge uh, Tiago fan, Tiago Alcantara. In fact, I, he he he's someone that even in his thirties I wish Manchester United would make a thirty million reach for. But in any case, if you think about Manuel Neuer, mm-hmm. I, um, uh, Manuel Neuer, David Alaba, Jerome Boateng, Alfonso Davies, uh, Robert Lewandowski, Kingsley yep. Coman. Uh, if I just think about this squad. Um, and I think about Thomas Mueller still, and you know these guys who have also been with the the, the team, Joshua Kimmich. I mean, yep. you know these are they're just solid at every single position, and I think that they also uh, will be at an advantage playing one match uh, playoffs to get to the final. So I'm taking Byron, and I, I'm taking Byron, and I have not done the appropriate research to understand if there's a bracket. So uh, I'll take Byron <laughs> over Man City in the final. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I, I guess I haven't uh, haven't necessarily looked at the the bracket, but it would be a fun game to watch for sure um, if that plays out. So we'll see. I'll have to take a look at that. Um, I think. Oh wait, here we go. Here's the bracket. So it would be uh, Bayern and City in the semis. All right. So your other options are Leipzig, Leipzig uh, who you took, or PSG, who you took. So I'm guessing I'm taking Bayern over PSG. Over PSG, okay. Bayern right. over PSG. What a cracker of a semi, though. <laughs> Bayern, Man City. Gosh, that's yeah. just that's, that. That's going to be the pep bowl. Yeah, <laughs> I, I. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I think uh, I'm going to go with uh, Man City. I think again, it's really all they have to play for at this point. They're trying to prove that they're the best team in the world. And that's uh, another pep bowl because you. That would mean that Man City would be Barca, right? Uh, yes. Yep. Yep, they beat Barca, and then we, we we're both picking Pep Bulls, which that means yeah. one of those things is going to happen. Yeah, it's guaranteed to happen, actually, assuming Leon doesn't pull off the upset of the century. Yeah, and I'd love to see it. And and then I probably got them taking uh, uh, Atletico in the final. So yeah, I think it. Atletico will beat uh, Atalanta uh, in the semis. So pretty safe pick on yeah. that side of the bracket. Yeah. You know, you can count on Diego Simeone in the Champions League. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Again, uh, you know, all they have to play for as well. So. All right, moving on. Europa. Europa League. So, Europa League, just for those of you who need a reminder, uh, on one side you have Manchester United versus Sevilla. Yep. And on the other side you have Inter Milan versus Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah, I, I'm going to... God, it feels, it feels hard to say this, but I'm going to take United uh, over Inter in the final. I think oh, that... Man, you're jinxing it. Oh, uh, I know, I know, You're jinxing I know. it. You know, I, I, just, I just don't see... I think any time that Lukaku gets around a Manchester United jersey, I just think that he becomes a useless human. So I'm going to go with Manchester United over Inter. Uh, I think we'll outclass them. I think we'll show up to play. I think I think we'll leave Romero in goal, which will set a little fire under the guys to, to play hard. Um, I also controversial. Yeah, controversial, controversial. controversial. But I, I, I like, respond to that. I respond. Yeah, to that. you know, I like I like keeping Romero on goal. It gives him something to play to to play for, and really feel like he needs to stay for. I think if you know if you keep taking him out of all these finals or semis, I, I just think that there's no reason for him to stay. And he's still, you know, like I think we had mentioned before, you know, he's still the Argentinian uh, starting goalkeeper. He's still a really good goalkeeper. Walks into most teams in the Prem or, or really most top five leagues. Uh, so I, I don't know. I like I like to see United over Sevilla pretty handily. I like to see like a four or five nil. We really just go off and Martial gets some of those finishes uh, that we didn't get this past week. Um, and I like to see them over Inter. Probably probably a low scoring about uh, one nil maybe. 
Well, I'm going to start with my pick. Uh, I'm, I am I think that United are due, uh, and I think that City is going to be a, an, an unsuspecting victim. So I'm hoping yeah. that they, they take that. And then, obviously, I'll take Inter over uh, Shakhtar in the other semifinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to take United over Inter as well. I just think that Man United has a little bit more quality and cohesion in the squad. And I think that yeah. if... I think if Ole makes it that far, then I do think that he'll one. I mean, we all know the lineup that he's gonna pick. We well, yeah. we all. So I think let, let's talk about the Romero versus De Gea choice. Yeah, I think that De Gea and that we just signed him to a new another like you know we extended his contract. I I think he's got to get the start. Yeah. Um, that being said, I can talk out of the other side of my mouth and say. This game doesn't necessarily carry as much of the significance as uh, it would have had we, say, finished fifth in the Prem out of the top five. But, you know, obviously with that super clutch win versus Leicester at the end of the season Mm -hmm. 2-0, we're in the Champions League. So I I, I think that Ole's... I'm going to... I think that if we're going for it, you put De Gea in, but De, you know, Ole's going to be able to stand behind his commitment to Romero that he's going to play all the Europa League games this season. And I think yeah. that we should try to retain Romero's services, particularly with the complication that Dean Henderson and his potential return slash reloan back out um, what will cause to our keeper situation, which Ole has admitted that he's a little bit, uh, you know, th- yeah. that there is a situation. Anyways, I'm taking United. Love it. Uh, Love it. You know, just one real quick one. I think it's really underappreciated how easy the road in to this point it was for Shakhtar. Uh, Played Wolfsburg in the round of whatever it is, 16. Just played Basel, FC Basel, who, I mean, who's given us fits in the past, right, in in different tournaments. But, and then, and now I have to play Inter. So I think it's the first team that they're going to play of any real value. So I think, you know, we both took Inter, obviously, over Shakhtar, but I think it's important to note, too, that. Shakhtar, what a what a run they've had! Just some easy games, some easy games. I mean, dude, we played Lask in Copenhagen, so two two top quality teams, top quality teams, <laughs> <laughs> two top quality teams. Listen, you, you got to beat the worst. You got to beat the worst to beat the best. So, no, I I, I uh, just thought that was interesting. Um, I guess finally a Ballon d'Or. So so a lot of people said KDB. A lot of people said uh, a ton of people saying that uh, Lewandowski really missed out this year. Um, what, what's your take? Who do you? What, who was your maybe top three if, if you could, and and who was your number one? I think it's hard not to have Lionel Messi in your top three, just in terms of the pure production that he has on the team. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe that he accounted mm-hmm. for like something in the range of like forty eight percent of his team's goals. Like, yeah. and this, you know, the impact on the team. You know, and the, the season that they had is just you know night and day without him. This year, I can't put Ronaldo in my top three. Just I think that of his twenty-one goals, I think that like eleven or twelve were penalty kicks. Just you know, didn't have the the same impact that he normally has. I I would probably have to put Lewandowski up there, as I said before in the pod. Fifty-three goals across all competitions, and just mm-hmm. just like you know, every single type of goal, like you know, in the air, on the ground, volleys, headers, like you know, he was just making it rain from you know all in and around the eighteen-yard box. So yeah, I would take probably uh, uh, Lewandowski, KDB, yep, and Lionel Messi. Interesting. Um, you know, it, it's tough for me. Um, I always want to put Cristiano Ronaldo in. He had 31 goals this year, uh, just in Serie A. Plus, I think 
after he scored the the brace uh, against Lyon, he now accounts for 1.5% of all Champions League goals ever scored. In history. I yeah. saw that. Which is pretty unbelievable. 1% of his entire competition is yeah. one man. Pretty, pretty unbelievable. Uh, to be fair, though, there's no way you can put him in front of Ciro Immobile. 36 goals uh, in all competitions. Thir- sorry, 36 goals in Syria. Uh, European golden boot uh, winner, right? European golden boot winner, nine assists. I mean, to me, he's my third place. Um, that's a pretty unbelievable output for somebody, especially for for a team like Lazio is not bad by any means, but I think they came in maybe fourth or fifth this mm-hmm. year. So he was it wasn't like he was playing you know in front of a, a really great team like with a KDB, yeah. right? Um, my second place and first place are tough for me. Um, I I struggle with a choice between Lewandowski or KDB. My answer is going to be the Bundesliga is so terrible to me that I, I can't see a Bundesliga player winning the Ballon d'Or. That's my only input. Um, I think they're very similar, right? They scored a ton of goals, but I mean, if you're going to put it on goals alone, I mean, you got to put Ciro Immobile in front of Lewandowski because he didn't have as many opportunities to score as many goals as Lewandowski, right? So um, I'm going to I'm going to leave Lewandowski at second just for the output. I think. That team, that Bayern team, goes on to win the Bundesliga still handily, and anybody they put up front probably goes out and scores 30 goals this season. So I, I'm not as impressed, if I could say, you know, uh, anything about that. But I do think he's a great player. I think he, he deserves second. And then, to me, KDB is is definitely uh, the player of the year. I, I don't know what it is about him, but the impact he has, whether or not he scores or assists anybody. But uh, 13 goals and 20 assists yeah. in the Premier League alone. Alone. Yeah. So still great. So still great. And those assists, mind you, if you watch yeah. like the pace that he puts on the ball, these are balls that like, you know, yeah. Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez, Sergio Aguero, they're basically yeah. touching it into the net. Yeah. And, Pinpoint. And honestly, you know, my biggest feedback on Trent Alexander-Arnold, who everybody talks so highly of, is he's not a defender. He he can't defend. Not and if and if he go he walks into any other team and doesn't take their free kicks, which he probably could. But if he goes into team like a like a team with uh, Ronaldo Ronaldo or a team with Messi, he doesn't take the free kicks and he loses seven of his thirteen assists. Right, and suddenly he's a bad defender with a few assists. Right, and so, and, and some of those goals too. I mean, he scored. And, yep, and, and mind you, like you know, yep. you, you you have to. I have to give praise where praise is due. Yeah, I mean the kids, the the kids, the kids a star, and he's got a he's yeah. got a cannon. He's he's a real deal. But I think you know he he may not even be the first choice right back for England this year no. because he can't defend right. So I I he's think a, in I think formation he's a formation player. He needs exactly. to play at a particular formation to be successful. Yeah, and, with and three so, very strong center backs. And so where I'm going with that is basically De Bruyne with 20 assists. You know they weren't all free kicks, right? He's he's putting good balls on people's foot. To from the run of put play. Them, to put them in on goal and the run of play. So that's where I'm going with KDB. I think I think they win the Champions League, and I think he handily would have won the Ballon d'Or this year uh, over Lewandowski would be my take. I just I don't see the committee giving the Ballon d'Or to anybody in the in the Bundesliga until another team comes within 15 points. Well, I think that the cherry on top this season would be Bayern winning the Champions League, and if it were a Ballon d'Or year, yeah. that would have gotten it for Lewandowski. I think we can agree on that. Yeah, But the fake award is not awarded it's no this award. season. It's no not award, something else yeah. that COVID took away from us. What yep. a, the coveted Ballon d'Or. <laughs> <laughs> well, what a good time today. Um, that's all we've got for you guys. I think we'll come to you next time, and hopefully we'll be sooner rather than later. Um, we'll be able to hopefully be excited about our recent purchase of a Jaden Sancho Manchester United home jersey. 
that and would be the goal. on top of that, like the EPL starts in less than a less month. Less than a month. Less than a month. Yeah. And unfortunately or fortunately, depending on you know what side of the fence you're on, the transfer window goes to October 10th. So oh, uh, we'll be talking cool. about that for another yeah. two months. <laughs> yeah, could be a while. Could be a while. Anyways, uh, thanks everyone. Uh, that was a pod. That's a pod. That's uh, we're done. That's that's we're done. We're done. All right. Glory, glory, man united. And that was a full glory, three points glory, podcast. Later, ladies and gentlemen. That was really special. Those are the moments that supporters will remember. Winning tackles, tracking back.